Hey ladies, you know what time it is. It's breakthrough time and I am here to bring you messages of personal stories, exclusive one-on-one interviews with industry professionals, female leaders, entrepreneurs. If you're ready to break through every obstacle, overcome self-doubt, increase confidence, develop a positive mindset, hit subscribe and let's break through together. Hey ladies, welcome to another conversation. I hope you're having an amazing Monday so far. I am really excited about our guest today. This is Miss New Hampshire, USA, Alyssa Fernandez. Welcome, Alyssa. I am really excited to chat today. She's a health guru, so who doesn't need a little help in their life right now in the new year, right? So welcome, Alyssa. Really excited to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So as we continue this conversation series, you know, I've been interviewing a lot of the Miss USA 2020 title holders. And first of all, I just want to say congratulations on your huge accomplishment of competing at Miss USA. How was that experience for you? Thank you so much. It was such a great experience. It's something that, you know, a lot of us, you know, we've always dreamed of, but uh, not something I thought I would ever do. I dabbled in pageantry when I was a teen and then went off to college and kind of fell out of it and then came back um, and won New Hampshire on my first try and was lucky enough to go to USA. It was just like a whirlwind of blessings and I'm really grateful. Yeah, that's amazing. So how many years did you compete in teen before you went to Miss? Um, I would say I did my first pageant when I was 13. That was my first one. I was like totally a rookie, didn't do very well and left completely intimidated. So it was a few years before I came back again uh, when I was like 16 or 17. So maybe total like four or five years. It was actually in the America system. So I did a few local teen pageants. I was runner up at Miss New Hampshire's Outstanding Teen. So I almost made it um, to to Miss America's Outstanding Teen. And then I aged out, uh, went to college and then came back for Miss New Hampshire USA. Awesome. So what really was that switch for you? Was it because you aged out, you decided to go to Miss USA organization or Miss Universe organization? Yeah, I think um, at this point in my life, it was. I had aged out. I grew up in the America system because I was a dancer and I got into it through my dance teacher, who is actually a former Miss New Hampshire America and also a Miss New Hampshire USA. So she's who uh, got me into it. And when I was in college, I actually did one USA pageant. Uh, I was down in Florida and did a preliminary for Miss Florida USA. So I was never really like picky about what system I was in. I felt like to me, they were both really similar. But in this case, I would say yes. I I aged out of America and thankfully, you know, I was still in the range uh, for USA. Yeah, well, that's really cool. There's not that many people that have experienced both. I mean, actually during this conversation series, I've kind of realized that there were actually quite a few that have competed in both pageants. But um, prior to this, I didn't really understand that there were so many that were actually Miss America, even title holders, as well as Miss USA mm-hmm. title holders. So getting both those experiences are really, really unique. Um, so I want to kind of dive into your career because that's really something that we were kind of talking off camera here, how, how important it is, number one, and how we are both so passionate about health. So tell everybody what you have your master's in and kind of what you're up to now. Sure. So I'm a registered dietitian. I have my bachelor's degree in dietetics and nutrition, uh, which is a prerequisite to becoming an RD. And then I also got my master's in dietetics and nutrition as well. So um, 
I'm pretty obsessed with dietetics and nutrition. And right now I serve as the wellness coordinator. I work in the corporate wellness field for um, a company based out of Massachusetts, but the client that I'm assigned to uh, is here in New Hampshire. And then I also work part-time at Plymouth State University, which is one of our state schools up here in New Hampshire. And then um, I do some like per diem work and counseling, like one-on-one -on -one nutrition counseling um, whenever I have free time for a company called Elevated Nutrition and Wellness. Um, and that's a company based in Florida that I interned with uh, during grad school and they decided to offer me to keep me on. So I have my hands full. Yes, <laughs> you do. USA. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. How do you, how do you juggle all of, all of that? Oh my gosh. You know, one thing that I learned, I think through COVID, I don't know if it was from COVID or it was just a coincidence of time, but it's like self-advocacy because I feel like I've always been someone who has really big goals and wants to commit to everything and almost overcommit sometime. So something that I learned from COVID is just like self-advocacy self and setting boundaries um, for things like that and especially work. So that's been something that's really helped me, especially when it, you know, when Miss New Hampshire USA came into the picture, um, letting my jobs know that like, this is something that's important to me something I take seriously, I'm going to either need time off or I'm going to need to, you know, switch some things around. And thankfully they were able to work for me uh, and work with me on that. So self-advocacy, that's where it's at. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what made yeah. you want to get into health and nutrition? Uh, well, I, like I said, I grew up a dancer and I'm not sure I, I've kind of like mulled this over in my head a few times. I'm not sure when I was that age, if it was, I think I was definitely a little insecure, definitely aware of my body image. And, uh, you know, I was dancing in front of a mirror all the time. So I started to get really interested in nutrition and exercise when I was probably like a junior or senior in high school. I was dancing in a studio doing ballet at the time and just started like experimenting on my own and learning on my own about nutrition. And then when it came time to apply to schools and choose my major, that was like my obsession at the time. So I knew that that's what I wanted to do professionally. I didn't know what a dietitian was or what job I would have. I just knew that that was something I was very interested in. So that's where it all started. Interesting. So yeah, that's <laughs> a really amazing career. There's a little part of me that wishes I did something with nutrition because you know now I'm also a health coach. Um, I just <laughs> certified health coach now, but that was just in 2020. So. I, I still love, I'm really passionate about that. And, you know, I was just telling you here a little bit ago that through pageantry, you know, you really learn the ups and downs um, with your health and nutrition. And so, you know, I, I went about 10 months, I felt like of just having a blast with my friends going out on the weekends. And then, and then I would have like two months of like cram session for the pageant. Mm -hmm. I did that for a few or actually probably a couple of years. And then I was like, all right, this is ridiculous we need to make this a lifestyle. And so I think what's really important when you're training for your pageant is maybe me being a little bit vulnerable and telling you, you know, for all the ladies listening, like that was me for 10 months. And then two months I would just, you know, cram and you know, that's not healthy whatsoever. And you're not going to quite honestly, you're going to be very, very lucky if you win doing that. Um, and then go on to nationals. That's just sounds like a disaster. I can't even imagine trying to do that going to, to a national level. But what would you recommend as a professional in this industry? What would you recommend to girls who are training for pageants? They've been on this kind of roller coaster and especially with quarantine. I mean, COVID mm -hmm. has just, you know, been a whole nother added element to that. 
Um, what would you recommend to girls who are training for their pageant right now and they need to really kick their health and nutrition and gear? I would say be careful. Find someone that you can rely on um, for good information, for evidence-based information. Make sure you know who you're taking advice from. I think that's really important. At least for me, I feel like I went through something similar. Like I feel like many of us who are passionate about this field experience something similar um, and had this kind of like revelation. And that's why we're so passionate about helping other people have that. So looking back now as a professional, to me when I was younger, I was reading beauty magazines, doing all the cleanses, doing all the fads, cutting out the carbs, doing all these things. And now as I look back as a dietitian and to my younger self, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I only had someone who could like help me and point me in the right direction. Because at that point, especially for the teens, if you're watching, um, you're still developing. So it's important that you're trusting someone who knows and understands what you need for development. Um, and, and on top of that is obviously your pageant, which is important to you, but it's not, a, it's not everything. I don't, I struggle to say it's not everything. I don't want to say that. Um, it's definitely important, but when we're talking about, you know, swimwear or fitness and competing, that is like a real life thing. That's a real part of your life and you come first. So we're not sacrificing anything. We're not doing a diet. We're not doing something for the competition. You're displaying your health in real life. So I think don't look for the fads, don't look for the cleanses, try and, you know, find that professional, be honest with yourself. And what I do with my clients is really work on like restoring this relationship with food yeah. um, because it's much more than just numbers and calories and an equation. Like you're a human, uh, you're more dynamic than that. <laughs> so you need to have those conversations with someone who knows. Yes. Knowledge is power. I fully yeah, definitely. in so many different arenas of life, but I seriously got the goosebumps. I'm not kidding you. When you were just saying that it's so much more than pageantry, because that's something <laughs> I coach on every single day, whether it's health or pageant or business coaching, that's yes. something that I just, I'm so passionate about because yeah, pageantry is amazing. It is mm -hmm. an incredible leadership platform for women, but mm -hmm. you have a life beyond pageantry. And so not to get so wrapped up in, oh my gosh, I need to look this certain way, feel this certain way, have this certain body type for mm -hmm. the stage, not to get wrapped up, wrapped up into that is so important, but so many girls do. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's just, it's very, so when you were just saying that, that really hit home for me, because that's something that I totally, I agree with you 120% on. Um, is really trying to find that balance and that lifestyle for what your body needs and mm -hmm. how not to have just this, this cram sesh, this diet or this certain mm -hmm. image that's not even realistic for your body um, is, is really, you know, something that's important to create that lifestyle beyond pageantry as well. I agree. And the example you set, like if you do make it that far um, and you do go to nationals and you have a national title, you don't want to be setting the example of, well, what did you do? Well, I went on a diet. I starved myself. I did these things. And like, I know it's like sensitive to say that. And I don't know, maybe triggering for, for some viewers. I'm sorry, but. Um, truth though. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people need to hear the truth in order yeah. to have like this mm -hmm. awakening moment where it's yeah. like, you know, if your body type is a size zero or size two, something, you know, that's great. That's awesome. Right. It's your body mm -hmm. type, but the other girl next to you might be a size six or a size 10 or mm -hmm. well, whatever, you know, it doesn't, mm -hmm. everybody's body type is different and to listen to your body. 
Um, what do you, what do you kind of think about that being from a, you know, nutritionist standpoint of, you know, I always say the two a days, you know, the, there's a lot of people who are just, I'm not against two a days for training. Yeah. And massive goal. I'm not knocking that at all, but right. it is something if you push too hard, no pain, no gain and all that, you know, um, everybody's heard that saying a million times. Sometimes I, I used to live by that. I feel like, but but not anymore. Right. So what do you say from a, from a nutritionist standpoint of like mm-hmm. um, working out compared to, you know, your, your actual nutrition that you're fueling your body with? They go hand in hand. They're definitely relevant. And I know exactly what you mean with like this push hard and in two a days and like crazy hardcore kind of um, like mood and vibe around exercise and health and nutrition. I feel like we kind of went through that. Um, maybe like I feel like that was an era of its own. And now we're moving into this like body confidence, self-acceptance, self-compassion and patience. And I think that's really important. Um, And to me, and I've I've learned that too, personally, not even through my professional career, but just my personal relationship with food um, and exercise that it doesn't always have to be like hard, 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 go hard all the time. You know, your body is is something we're taking care of. All of this is part of self-care. So you don't need to destroy your body and, and, hurt it to get these results um so and i think that over exercising is that's like a telltale sign or one sign or symptom of an eating disorder of trying to like what are you trying to accomplish with that are you over exercising because you went on a walk this morning with your friend and now you want to go to the gym later or do a yoga class with your other friend like that's if it's a healthy kind of um like intent behind that then I understand. But if it's like, I need to work out right now, I need to work out later because I'm burning off calories. Like there's a whole um, like conversation, I think, in mindset and intention behind all that, that's important to unravel because that could be indicating, you know, a negative relationship with body or food or, you know, whatever you're trying to compensate for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So you mentioned something about um, eating disorder there. Mm-hmm. And I just want to touch on that a little bit because you know, specifically in pageantry, just, you know, that's what we've experienced the most. And so in pageantry, you know, if there's somebody listening right now that maybe has been through pageantry or is going to compete um, and they have experience in eating disorder, or they're maybe in the situation right now, maybe they're not even in pageantry, right? Maybe it's just a girl Mm -hmm. who's like looking at herself in the mirror and thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to lose weight or, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, like starve myself. Um, Mm -hmm. That's obviously something that's it's very unhealthy. What would you mm-hmm. recommend like for them to kind of notice like how to come out of that? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How they can look and be like, oh my gosh, I think I need to be skinnier, but like really they don't. And they might be thinking that they, that they have an eating disorder, but mm-hmm. they don't really want to admit it yet. Is, do you have any tips for them of, them of like how they can kind of come out of that and start, mm-hmm. you know, having a healthy relationship with food? Yeah, definitely. I think it's hard to realize when you're going through that, because a lot of times we think like eating disorder, maybe we think like, first of all, we think eating disorder and we think that eating disorder is associated with someone who's really, really skinny. Like only skinny people have eating disorders, which is wrong. There's people of all different weights um, and body types who have eating disorders. They don't have to be really, really, really skinny to have an eating disorder. And not every really, really skinny person has an eating disorder. So um, I think it's important to learn about what the signs and symptoms of some eating disorders are. There are several different types of eating disorders. I know that anorexia and bulimia are are common types, but there are other types. So I think it's important to understand what they look like. Um, And you can do that on, there's 
one website that I love is the National Eating Disorder Association, NIDA. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, I'm sure it's like .org. It must be .org. I really like um, that website. They have a lot of resources. So I'd say like explore that. Um, At least for me, when I was younger, looking back as a teen, I, I now as a professional look back at the signs and symptoms of anorexia. And it's like, I wasn't having my period when I was a teen. I didn't know why. I wasn't, um, you know, my my body weight was so low. I was like all of these different things that I was um, recognizing. I was over-exercising. I was running miles a day. I wasn't eating enough. It's like not until I understood that as a professional was I able to look back and identify it. So I was struggling with something I didn't even know. So I think that's an important part um, is that question you asked, how do you how do you even know you have one and, and how do you then move forward out of that? Um, so from my experience, it, for me, my education helped. Like once I understood um, why, like what happens to nutrients when we eat them? What happens to food when we eat them? Why do we need them? What happens to calories? Like when I started to understand that on like a chemical level, mm-hmm. uh, that really helped me personally, but that's not you know advice for everyone because not everyone goes like the solution is not go get a degree in nutrition. That's not (laughs) the solution by any means, but that's why I'm just so passionate about the education part. Um, But I think now looking back, my advice uh, for anyone watching would be trying to work on that mental piece of like, what is an ideal body weight? What are you comparing yourself to Mm -hmm. and trying to approach that like oppositely and work backwards and, your ideal body weight is here and how you get there is more important. So not setting your ideal body weight and trying to get there, but revealing your ideal body weight by exercising the way that you enjoy in you know, a moderate amount, enjoying foods that you like in a moderate amount, eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're you know, like satisfied. So all of these kind of healthy habits Um, that represent health and nutrition. That's the message we're trying to send in pageantry with these parts of competition. And then that reveals your normal body weight. Like don't go by what someone else is telling you, your normal weight or your this number on this scale. You know, you have to work on that from within, I think. Yes, absolutely. And it's one of those (laughs) process, you know, I mean, it's not one of those, I feel like that's overnight and Mm -hmm. it can be something that is a journey and you may not even discover it by the time you compete at your pageant. But mm-hmm. the most important thing is, is just allowing yourself to experiment and know, you know, even to the, like what time you're working out, like what time is the best time that makes you the happiest when you work out? Like you have one life, so let's design it, you know, how we, how we want. Um, and so that right there is something that, um, you know, is really important is, is to make, design your own lifestyle. And make it motivating and not discouraging for you. Um, and so, so yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. And I think it's really, I hope that's really helpful for, you know, some of you ladies listening to just realize like, hey, it's a journey, um, changing one habit at a time too, not mm-hmm. overwhelming yourself with these different lifestyle changes. And so um, one thing I want to ask you, Alyssa, is by understanding and having this knowledge and maybe not even your, your masters in, in this, I mean, you have like the the granddaddy of them all here, but just like, you know, those websites, you know, that you're listening, um, or maybe even some books on health and nutrition or just finding a health coach or accountability partner in this, who's very knowledgeable. Um, what would you, what would you say? Like, how has this really helped you with your mindset post Miss USA? 
because that's that's the tough spot, right? Like you worked for this goal, you've achieved this mm-hmm. massive goal of competing at Miss USA. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with my health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. My mindset's a wreck because I just got to this level and I had no idea what to do. I'm back in the valley. Mm-hmm. How has like being on top of your health actually mm-hmm. helped you in a time that you could probably be down in a valley? I think that's that's like a common thing. I think it's common to come out of a pageant and 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 I definitely went through that where I was like, oh my God, I've been this has been my goal for so long. Now it's over. Like now what is my goal? What am I training for? What do I even and that's why it's so important to care about it more than just because you're going on stage. Like it's important to care about nutrition because you understand that you need protein to maintain and retain your muscle mass like it's important to understand why you need these things and at least that's what keeps me going like I know that I'm eating healthy and exercising not so much because I'm gonna look a certain way in a swimsuit on a stage but because I care about myself and I care about my internal health and I care about my heart and my cholesterol but like my digestion just just my health as a woman um So I think that's why it's important to set a goal beyond pageantry, because if you set this as your goal and you set this as your identity, what are you going to be and what are you going to do when it's over? Um, So, and we, I feel like we see that a lot. I will say there's something that really drives me crazy with pageantry. It's like after the pageant ends, then it's like, what's the first thing you're going to do? Oh, I'm going to eat donuts. I'm going to eat like, (laughs) I just, I hate that. Like if anyone's listening, please don't do that because I just hate that. Like, it shows restriction. It shows like, you know, you've been, you've been dieting for so long. You've been cutting this off for so long. Now you can have it. Now you're letting it go. Now all of a sudden, I don't know. It's, it's not to celebrate with food. Like you're celebrating this distorted relationship with food. So. And you're kind of putting it out there to the younger generations too. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're asked that on a top five, you know, one of the onstage questions, it's like, what is the first thing you're going to eat? Which I don't think really at that, at that level, that caliber of a badger, yeah. I would ask you that, but, but really, and there's, that's what you're putting out to the universe and mm-hmm. to the younger generations is that, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a donut because I haven't had a donut in how many months when in reality, one darn donut is not going to hurt you. Right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's, but that is such a common, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I think I said I was going to go eat a pizza and cheeseburger, like steak and shake. And I, <laughs> I think I said everything. Right. But Until I, just, I like, figured out that balance. Now. Yeah. Like time is different now when you move on. And like, I, I probably did the same thing too. I was like, I remember I, when I was going through that, when I was in high school like people would be like oh my god I was losing weight noticeably because I was struggling with this like relationship with food and you know an eating disorder I didn't know about what are you doing how do I do that and I was giving people all these messed up advice <laughs> I look back and I'm like oh my god that girl I want to smack her you're like, like messaging you know, her on Facebook 10 years yeah, later like, oh my god Alyssa cancel I'm deleting these messages pretending I never told anyone I'm like just don't eat carbs <laughs> oh my god Bad. Oh no! So don't do that. Definitely don't do that. But yeah, anyway. healthy carbs are good, girls. Healthy carbs <laughs> right, are good. Right. Eat those. So I I want to transfer over to your Miss USA experience, right? Okay. So um, you you just competed in November, and I just want to touch lightly. You know, like I said, a lot of girls have kind of been saying you guys had these pods that mm-hmm. um, I think they're called pods. I could be saying that wrong, mm-hmm. but these little pods that you had to stick with because of COVID restrictions, which. Mm-hmm. You know, God bless Miss Universe organization. They had a lot on their hands to deal with it. I'm sure they did the best that they possibly could. Um, but, you know, it was such uncertain times, right? 
and there's this goal that you've been working for for so long and then you get there and it's like all right mask up we're social distancing you can't you know talk to all of the girls um mm-hmm. how did you in a situation like that you obviously don't want to ruin your uh, this incredible once in a lifetime experience because mm-hmm. of worldly situations we can't control so yeah. what for you how did you really keep your your mindset and your positivity up um for that pageant um I will say this a million times like the only thing that really kept me going and kept me positive is just to look to my left and right and be like these girls are going through the exact same thing like we all have not been here before it's not a state pageant where you can come back and compete so many times this is our first time this is the first time for everyone and we're all going through the same thing so even now when we look back in hindsight it's like that was a different experience um, and a different memory but we all did that together so that's like the only really thing that i think got me through yeah gosh i gave me the goosebumps again i said <laughs> because it's so true and and you know for how you know hopefully that was the the one and only time that there will be a miss usa that mm-hmm. happened that has to happen like that um, yeah but you know the fact that you guys powered through and you have these other like-minded like-minded ambitious women that did mm-hmm. alongside you it's like you had this once in a lifetime experience yes it was a lot different than you probably all expected but mm-hmm. also you guys maneuvered in a way and mm-hmm. you know you pivoted in a way um and pr- prepared for your pageant in a way that nobody else has ever done you know in your appearance mm-hmm. you had to you had to be more creative than probably any other miss usa class and so you know I, I honor all of you for that and really respect <laughs> you for a time where it's been so much uncertainty, but you guys have, you broke through and you're still pursuing your passions. And I just really honor all of you for doing that. Thank you. I think another, another part that I will mention um, that I think inspired all of us, or at least, I'll, at least me, I'll just speak for myself on this, but um, you know, I was lucky enough to be there, whether it was COVID precautions and mask up and all these things, there are people in reality who have lost lives to this and family members to this. They're struggling. They don't have a job because of this. Like there are so many people um, struggling in many different ways because of COVID. So I could not, there was no way I could be there at Miss USA, a once in a lifetime experience, something millions of people would have dreamed of and sit there and and not be grateful for that. So um, just like being selfless and putting things in perspective, like you said, we're lucky the thing even happened and they worked their behinds off to put it all together in a way to keep us all safe so yeah I'm grateful for it you know it's a memory we'll, we'll remember it forever and we'll probably look back and laugh when we're on the other side of this right we'll be like oh my god what's a mask they've been just custom masks though Miss they USA, did New Hampshire. my daughter's gonna be like what is this mom that is so cute I just have to say Alyssa that perspective that you just gave though is really admirable um you know because I never, I guess, thought of it that way yet with, with the class of uh, 2020, but mm-hmm. that is such an incredible, um, incredible, incredible viewpoint. And, you know, I think it goes for really any, any class because when you're at Miss USA, you're mm-hmm. going to have, you know, everybody thinks they're seeing it on Instagram and then they see it on TV and it's live mm-hmm. on Fox, or I guess it was mm-hmm. um, my year, but it was just like, mm-hmm you know, they see the, they see the outside of it. They see the glory of it. They see mm-hmm. the beauty of it, but they don't see the, you know, four or five hours of sleep that you get and have to be full on yeah. hair, makeup and makeup, you know, but people, 
you know, maybe look, listen to this and like rolling your eyes, like, oh, that was the worst problem that you had was you had to compete at Miss USA during a pandemic or, you know, get four or five hours of sleep. Like I would have died to have that experience. And it goes for any Miss USA class. And, you know, hopefully any of the girls listening right now who are competing in a state pageant um, this year and are just really having a tough time or, you know, going on to nationals, maybe you've already won your state or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I think just keep, remember Alyssa's perspective here and keep that in mind that, you know, there's some, there's many girls, thousands, if not millions of girls who would still in this uncertain time when you're going through all of these challenges, there's still millions of girls who want to be sitting, standing in your heels, not your shoes, but, but they do, right? Like there's so many people who want to be there, even during these tough times, they would die to be in your shoes. So that's an amazing perspective that you had. And thank you for sharing that because that's something that I think a lot of the girls who listen to these these conversations need to hear right now um, because their pageants are now even being changed, you know, like they were yes. they were this spring. And then I just got a couple texts yesterday that said their pageant was being moved to, I, I believe, June now. And it mm -hmm. was um, in March. Mm -hmm. So they're still getting pushed back. And I think, you know, yes. not getting discouraged, but just mm -hmm. to keep that perspective that you shared in mind of there's yeah. still multiple girls out there who still want to be in mm -hmm. your shoes. Yes. I agree. And for the girls that are that are pushed back till June, when this Miss USA kept getting, you know, it was we were waiting to hear a date for so long. It was like indefinite. I, I told people I was like on a treadmill and I'm like, are we done yet? <laughs> like, like uh, what is going on? But um, I would always try and like make up funny things. So for the girls who now are going in June or if your pageant got moved, like at least it's in summer, like you'll be tan, right? Yeah. Like you have more time. Sure. You can kind of like you, you, to make find a positive thing, way to look at it you know what I mean yeah no absolutely and um any other advice just wrapping up here this has been absolutely a blast talking to you and so helpful I'm sure for the girls that are listening but um just any lasting advice for any of the girls who you know are going through you know competing at their pageant maybe it's a one-day pageant this year instead of a three-day pageant or it just keeps getting bumped back what would you what would you say to them as far as like just keeping on top of their game and keeping in you know prime form for the pageant remember what you're doing it for you know let that be your motivator don't give up um and get in touch with why your purpose is your purpose like get back to the roots if you need to be re-inspired have those conversations do a virtual appearance read something that makes you feel inspired again um and and reminds you why you're doing it and i think that will make you hold on a little bit longer all right if you didn't hear it <laughs> write it down, pause this, whatever you have to do. But keep, I wrote this down. Remember what you're doing it for. Remember why you're doing this. So mm -hmm. find that big, big audacious why you're competing in your pageant and put it on your wall, ladies. Do what you got to do. But I just, I really appreciate you coming on today, Alyssa. And thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. And it was so much fun talking to you. It was really awesome. And hopefully I get to see you in person sometime soon when the pandemic is over. Yes, I hope so. It's really nice to connect with you too as, as health professionals. I love that. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to It's Breakthrough Time Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends on social media, subscribe and review on iTunes. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable.